morning, all you beautiful peahens and peacocks. It's the 26th of June. You're almost to July. You're almost to that big weekend. So this week will seem like it is an eternity because you'll be waiting for the 4th of July weekend, at least in the United States. I don't think the UK really looks uh, forward to the weekend. Anywho, uh, before we get there, we'll get to your stories. Webster's Wheel is going to get us kicked off if it's your first time listening to us. For all of you as beautiful peahens and peacocks, because all of you have different feathers to show off and different pieces. So please shake them off, show them off, put a smile, send some of that smile. There you go. All right, we'll get going. Here we go. Webster's Wheel. Let's go. Well, we haven't talked about it before. We've talked about him plenty. Old George Santos there. But uh, perhaps he went to Harvard Business School. Turns out, according to this story by Maya Yang out of the Associated Press, that Francesca, Francesca, Jean, oh, there we go. That probably sounds a little better, uh, is being accused, so this is an allegedly falsifying uh, information from research from a lab. Now, that's not all brand new because that happens a lot in, I mean, I say a lot, but it happens quite, probably far too often in lab settings and data collections. But this story, the reason it sticks out is because of the topic of the research, which was in behavioral science on honesty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The studying honesty and in the middle of June, the Chronicle of Higher Education uh, said the co-author uh, that uh, was with Gino was the one that blew the whistle and said, ah, I think these are falsified results. The paper has been retracted by the National Academy of Sciences uh, for them. And basically, uh, it said that... Uh, uh, their experiment was whether or not people would be honest and, you know, trying to check honest intent. And so they did this research uh, with tax tax returns and tax forms. According to um, the abstract, it said, quotes, uh, proof of honest intent is typically provided through signature at the end of tax returns or insurance policy or things of that nature. Still, some pe sometimes people cheat to advance their financial self-interest at great cost to society. We test an easy to implement method to discourage dishonesty. Signing at the beginning rather than the end of a self-report. Well, clearly they should have put that on their own paper uh, because they seem to bottom line it versus me at the front. So not sure what else is gonna happen. I mean, the paper's retracted, your name's out there thrown in the mud, so there's not much else to do. But on this one, just an interesting one coming out of Harvard Business School of directions and discussions on honesty. 
Uh, so that's an intriguing one, but perhaps that's where Jorge Santos went. All right, out of ABC News, this is an interesting one by Julie Carr Smythe. Uh, and surprising that it's been going on that long, um, and, and not that we hear everything, but it is an interesting one uh, that's blending with science and tech and also with the economy. Uh, so kind of a, a sneaky one out there, but out of, uh, let's see, Oregon, uh, the man's name is Evan Burroughs. He's been working on this for eight years, right? So for eight years, he's been working on this kind of plug and play. If you think in terms of, well, if you've ever seen, if you haven't seen it, you wouldn't know what I was talking about either. But there, I think it's it's one of the insurance companies, either Progressive or Geico, uh, one of those where they, they reward you for safe driving. Maybe it's even Allstate. I don't know. I'll just start listing and continue list, listing uh, insurance companies so none of you can be upset that I left you out. Um, but it's definitely one of you, for sure, uh, where you plug in and it keeps, you know, information, data from your driving, I guess your braking, your speeds, etc. But what this one is focused on is keeping your mileage. And so the goal here and what's been going on in Oregon is giving the option, instead of paying your taxes at the pump, paying your taxes based on what you drive. Now, on its own, uh, with fuel mileage increasing, uh, then that means people are visiting the pump even less. And so there's been a natural gap in what people have been paying for fuel tax. According to the story that by 2050, that gap could be $67 billion or two days of work for Elon Musk. Uh, but some of these states, and if you don't know, and this is why those of you that live close to uh, state borders, you're always like, oh, this state got cheaper gas than I do. Well, it's because their, their taxes are different. It's not necessarily that their gas is cheaper. It's just that their uh, state tax is not as expensive. Uh, states like Colorado, they said, well, we're, we're going to do even more because people are driving less to the store. So they put a 27 cent tax uh, to home deliveries on Amazon. So basically, government's still trying to get theirs. Um, the federal government is about to launch a similar program because they just put $125 million uh, towards uh, the infrastructure uh, measure in November of 21. Funny part about this story uh, is this Evan Burroughs. I uh, can't convince his own mom to do it yet. Uh, she says that, uh, quote, she, or according to the story, she has no attention of inserting a tracking device on her Nissan Murano to record the miles she drives to get groceries or attend her needlepoint meetings. She figures it's far less hassle to just pay at the pump, as Americans have done for more than just a century. <laughs> okay, well, that's cool. Anyway, that's a pretty neat trick. Uh, I guess if you're not driving that far and... And I don't know what the personal balance would be, right? Like, is the benefit to the consumer or is the benefit to the state? And you can probably guess which one it is. All right, that's what we've got for the A side. We'll be right back on the B side. Hey, it's Jason from Jason in the Morning. Hey, have you ever wondered about this thing that we call the mind, bro? Have you ever wondered, like, if you just took these thoughts and carried them out a little bit deeper, a little bit longer, and really burrowed in to try to get at these answers and to kind of think about where it's going, or just even wondering what the thoughts would be on it. Well, the team from uh, our team has gotten together, and you can find out and listen with a new podcast that's recently been launched called 
The Mindboro. You can check it out on all of your access points to podcasts. Our couple of podcast episodes already deep. Come join the team, figure it out, listen to the topics that we've got, and check it out. All right, welcome in on the B-side, you beautiful peons and peacocks. <laughs> uh, yeah, just the mom cracks me up in this story. Uh, you know, one of the other quotes, she says, quote, it's probably a good thing, but on top of everybody else's stress today, it's just one more thing. Just one more thing. I don't know. Plugging this thing in. Tell me how to live my life. Uh, and anyway, couldn't agree more. All right. Uh, in our final story of the day, uh, by the way, there are two other states that are doing it. Utah and Virginia also offer it. Uh, that, and it was in... Uh, all right, uh, this last one, I guess we're on a scientific uh, theme here. Um, in the Journal of Psychology, this is by Michael Scullin, Chen Lu Gao, and Paul Fillmore was the original story. And this is one where it's like, ah, told you, and man, they're going to get a lot of backlash from this one. You don't have to look very far, especially if you're watching television at night and or scrolling and you get some ads. You're going to get ads for things like Calm or Bedtime Stories or different things like that. Or instrumental music. Um, you know, people will uh, play, uh, you know, for their infants or toddlers, instrumental music uh, for the kiddos. And, and But they don't want to hear classical, so they'll play, you know, pop songs and things of that nature uh, for their kiddos. But what, according to this story and what they're saying is that people who listen to this music, uh, they reported that, nope, these music and the earworms that they get to stay in their head at night and often uh, increase uh, these earworms hanging around in their ears. And then that means uh, significant uh, oscillation activity in your frontal lobe. Uh, so, you know, here the quote says, Study 3 substantiated uh, the possibility of your brain continuing to produce musical melodies, showing a significant increase in frontal slow oscillation activity, a marker of sleep-dependent memory consolidation. Thus, some types of music can disrupt nighttime sleep by inducing long-lasting earworms that are perpetuated by spontaneous memory reactivation processes. End quote according to uh, the research story. Maybe we should just read more research here on Jason and Lauren before he gets you your academic daily dose. What do you think about that? Uh, interesting, uh, there was a piece from Mark Twain that was quoted in there uh, from his publishing, A Literary Nightmare. From Mark Twain, he says, I came across these jingling rhymes in a newspaper and read them a couple of times. They took instant and entire possession of me Went to bed and rolled, tossed and jingled right along. Got up at midnight, frantic. By sunrise, I was out of my mind. And everybody marveled and was distressed at the idiotic burden of my ravings. That's Mark Twain for you. Alright, let's take a look at your sports. Over the weekend, uh, in college, NCAA Men's College World Series is tied at one apiece. It's a three-game series. Winner will be decided tonight, Monday night, LSU, Florida. Went to 11 on Saturday, then yesterday, Florida stepped out with a 24-4 uh, drumming of LSU. 
Um, and yeah, kind of like football, these things lose a little bit of their luster when it ends up being a uh, essentially a, a second conference championship, uh, which I don't even think have to look I don't even think one of them won the SEC uh, championship so that could just make a mess um, for I guess that conference going forward um, let's see here yeah neither one of them uh, nope actually I could be wrong yeah we're getting there I know yeah, not as, as exactly as I thought. Vanderbilt was the SEC championship over Texas A&M. Uh, Florida made it to the semifinals. LSU made it barely to the fourth round. So there you go. Uh, that's out of the SEC. All right, the rest of your sports on the diamond. Astros, winners, Cardinals, Twins, Phillies, Orioles, Yankees, Blue Jays, Braves, Rays, Brewers, Marlins, White Sox, Rockies, Diamondbacks, Nationals, all winners. Ross Chastain wins your NASCAR Cup Series at Nashville Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson rounding out your top five. MLS, uh, lots of action over the weekend. Keegan Bradley wins the Travelers Championship. Ryun Ying wins the Women's Championship as well. All right, that's what we've got for you today. As always, oh, yep, sorry, CONCACAF Gold Cup uh, over the weekend as well. Haiti surprises Qatar. Trinidad Tobago winners Mexico blows out Honduras. United States in a squeaker on Saturday. Uh, that was a spooky one for them. The opener 1-1 with Jamaica. Uh, that continues uh, throughout this week and really... Uh, let's see, when is the championship there? I guess they'll get out of group stage on the 4th of July, uh, so they'll carry it through then. All right, that's what we've got going for you on this Monday. As always, we're brought to you by Linda's Library for Socialites and Savages, Julius Prudent Produce, Heathcliff's Captivating Lodging. You've got Jack and Ralph's Expeditions, Montauk's Fire Services, always looking for Clarice around the corner. That's what we've got for you. Have a superb Monday. Make it magnificent. Make it yours. Uh, we'll think of other M words to make your Monday. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. As always, be good to each other. Be good to yourself. Be a good human. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Jason in the morning. We're out of here.